welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Because life is messy, and here we plan to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together, and just to get us started, I'll go first. You can find me going first on Instagram a lot of the times. In fact, I have been doing some really fun really goofy stuff over there. We've been trying out some reels that I would love to have you watch and interact with me on, slide into my DMs. I love connecting with you guys on Instagram. So you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Also, I want to talk to you about today's episode. Okay. So you probably know if you didn't, well, then I'll tell you right now. We rebranded my old podcast called Cultivating the Lovely a little over a year ago. And the very last episode of Cultivating the Lovely happened to be an episode that I absolutely loved and I really wish had been a part of the new rebrand. It was with Kendra Adachi talking about her book, The Lazy Genius Way. I love this book. I loved the interview. It was so much fun. I think that Kendra has so many great ideas for just being a lazy genius, being able to cut out the things that don't matter and focus on the things that do. She's got a lot of great tips for life. And she is coming out with a new book this spring called The Lazy Genius Kitchen. I love her Change Your Life chicken recipe. It has literally been a game changer for our family. It is so delicious and so easy. And I can't wait to see all the other tips that she has for the kitchen because I know that she's kind of a whiz when it comes to that. I can't wait for this new book to come out, but I thought, well, I want to re-release that episode from the summer of 2020 because it was so good and it was so fun. I want to bring her stuff to the forefront again because you can actually already pre-order the Lazy Genius Kitchen. You can find that link in today's show notes at MackenzieCoppa.com. So I wanted to show a little bit of love to Kendra and everything that she is doing with her new book, plus bring this episode that was part of Cultivating the Lovely into the Live Well Anyway space because it's one of my favorite episodes episodes that I've done and I wanted to be able to more easily refer back to it. I think it's a great refresher for us to listen to since it's been a little bit over a year and if you are new here I think you will really enjoy this episode as well. All right so without further ado let's get on with this episode with Kendra Adachi. Welcome Kendra. Thanks, Mackenzie. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. I have followed you for years and years. I remember like when you first started coming on, I think it was called The Simple Show at that point. I don't know if she's changed a lot over the years. She has. I was on there first. I'm trying to remember now. I think it was called The Simple Show then. Yeah. Yeah. I was like one of Tish's co-hosts. She had rotating co-hosts and it was so fun. So fun. And you were always one of my favorite of the co-hosts that she would have on. And that was kind of like, I feel like that was a little bit early on and when you were really getting going with the lazy genius thing. I think it probably was. I think maybe I had started, I started the lazy genius collective when my, like right before I got pregnant with my daughter. Yeah. And, um, like I didn't, I didn't know I was going to get pregnant <laughs> yeah. with her and I was starting this like big business. Cause my kids, like my, I had two boys, I have, I still have them, but I had two boys and my youngest was like going to start kindergarten. Yeah. I was like ready hmm. you know, to like, oh. have my days back. Oh, I and get it. I got pregnant and it was yeah. like the gift. And also I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And so it's all a little bit muddy, but I do feel like, cause that was, she's four she's over four now. I don't yeah. know the halves and the months yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. but she's four. Um, and I started the Lazy Genius Collective just a few months before she was born. And I feel like Tish came around um, not not long after that. Like, yeah. And it was such a fun thing because I just started my own podcast and was trying to like, I mean, you know, it's like a, yeah. there's a learning curve in talking mm-hmm. into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was nice to Tish to, uh, it was so nice to Tish to like, bring me along into her like already beautifully established place. Yes. Learn the ropes and stuff. And she's great. So obviously it was like, it was such a hard job. It was such a hard job to have. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking every time I listened. Like, oh, how terrible must that be? What a slog. (laughs) Yeah. But I totally hear you on the like, wait a minute, my children are going to school. I have a five-year-old and I 
like in February of this year, sat down and was like, six months, six months from now, I'm going to have a normal work schedule. And I am going to drop all my children mm -hmm. off at school in the morning. And then I'm going to have this chunk of time where I just work and it's going to yeah. be amazing. And then the world shut down. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. This is not what I had planned. My heart is like breaking for you a little bit right now. Cause yeah. it really is like, there is something so, um, I don't know. It feels like the image that comes to mind honestly is like brave heart. Like there is such this like freedom and not yes. that having our kids there is not, I mean, we all know we yeah, don't have to like yeah. paint the picture of like, no, you're not allowed to complain about having your kids around. It's okay. Like we can yeah. do both. You can hold yes. it all together in the same place. Yeah. It's all right. But like, there is something so exciting yeah. when all your kids are going to be out of the house mm -hmm. consistently and you can plan for things for, like for yourself and then it doesn't happen yeah. and it's like it's something to grieve like genuinely grieve yeah. yeah well especially like I used to be a homeschooler gave that up a couple of years ago so it's been like this building this amping up to this for a long time and I I'm the sole provider for our house yeah. and it was like this is gonna be it I'm gonna you know take off and now it's like oh hold on I have to homeschool you people again and this time right. under duress like right. this is not fair it's somebody not fair. stop making me do these things I, but, I hear you yeah but here we are here we are Okay. And I didn't even bother to have you introduce yourself. I, I talk about you. I've talked about you quite a bit on my Instagram, but would you go ahead and tell people who you are? I will. <laughs> my name is Kendra Adachi and uh, I am known as the lazy genius and I help people be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't because I think that there is just too much um, on the internet and in our regular everyday lives where people are trying to be a genius about things that don't actually matter. Mm -hmm. And the problem is we all think that um, we should all value the same things, you know, like yes. if somebody that you love or watch or follow values something, you're like, oh, well, I, I guess I have to I have to care about that. Like I yeah. always think about, um, I always think about bread, you know, especially like right now in yeah. COVID times, everyone's <laughs> baking bread. But like I did a podcast episode a while, a couple years ago, probably about baking bread. And I had so many people DM me and email me and they were like, this is not lazy at all. Like, yeah. this is, and I'm like, but I like bread. Yeah. <laughs> like baking bread matters to me. Yeah. And so I'm going to be a genius about bread. Like I, but guess what? You don't, you, if homemade bread and making it yourself doesn't matter to you, go buy someone else's bread. Like you don't have yes. to make your own bread. I just don't think there's enough, like, uh, there are enough conversations that there's enough language, especially mm -hmm. on the internet about like, you're allowed to care about different things than other people. Like you're yes. allowed to care period, but you're also allowed to care about things that other people don't care about and vice versa. And like, yes, we can all still be friends and it's fine. <laughs> like it's yes. just, so that's what I do. Mackenzie, that's yes. who I am and what I do. And I love it because I got to admit, coming into this book, there was a little bit of me that was like, she just didn't tell me like she knows the right way to do everything in my life. And like, I'm so not into that. And sure. then I opened it up. And I was like, oh, that's so not what this is. This was <laughs> like the permission to do you and that that is okay. And then here's some tips and tricks to be able to make that better and easier for you. And it can be yeah. applied to anybody. And as I kind of mentioned before we got rolling with this show, like I left an abusive marriage where so much was put on me of like, you are supposed to care about all of these things and you're supposed to be good at them. And you are not a good mom if the house isn't perfect and your homeschooling isn't perfect. And like that all the things have to be perfect all the time. Well, guess what? That was a big fat lie. Right. And getting to come out of that and go through in a lot of ways, I think the process you talk about in your book of figuring out what even matters to you in the first place and that it's okay to have different things matter to you and, and what doesn't matter like if I want to hire a maid, if I had the money, you know, like that's okay because yeah. you know, that's not where you're going to shine or where you want to put your energy. Like you even talk about at one point, um, it's okay to not have to shop at a thousand stores to get all the best deals 
on the best items because your sanity is worth something too. Like we right. have to put value on that part as well. And I just, I think it is an incredibly freeing book that you've written. Thank so, you. And it's funny and conversational. <laughs> I love, I, and from the very get go, girl, when you kind of order us around, and yeah. I just I do that really out. well. It sort of comes it, like it just comes out where I'm like, oh wait, am I being bossy again? I'm so so yeah. sorry. But I'm not. But I I appreciate like the distinction that you draw of like I really don't want to tell you what to do. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what I tell you because I don't know your life. Like I yes. don't know. That's the problem with like so many um, self help books that I mm -hmm. would read. And it's not that they are, don't have valuable things in them, but what I found. And I know, I know your listeners have done too, where it's like, you, you take these five highlighted lines from this book and this tip from this book mm -hmm. and this structure from this book. And you just try to like cobble together some sort of like approach to, yeah. <laughs> to your life and yeah. like this inspirational quote and this or whatever, but without some sort of like foundation of what actually matters to you. Yes. Some of those things just don't, they don't, they don't actually matter. They don't serve you. They just become mm -hmm. noise. And I don't want my book to be noise. I want my book to be like, okay, so here's how we can tell what's noise and what's true. And, and, so, and it's true for you, like personally. So um, I just appreciate yes. that distinction because I do want to help you like get stuff done. Yeah. Like that's like a, we got a lot to do. We got things, yes. you know, we got like lives to lead and places to go or whatever, but I want you to like feel confident going into those places and doing those things and having tools that can support a system of what matters to you. Like you can yes. sort of build your own system with like really dependable tools, but based on like your own life, not on mine. Yes. And it's, it's tools, but not too many tools. Yeah. And I feel like, and the way that you've written about them, because it's so smart and witty and straightforward and conversational, it makes you able to remember them better. Mm. I mean, I really think that is an aspect of writing this type of a book that often probably gets lost in the weeds. Like people don't realize how important that is, but you can read the best book out there with the best tips and whatever. But if it's not written in a way that you can actually remember what the mm. person said, especially if you are a mom and you've got kids and you know, you're like, if it's too heavy, it's going to go out the window, but yeah. you make it so relatable and funny. Like, I mean, for instance, as you're talking about routines and you use the analogy of surfing and you could have just used a surfing analogy, but instead you put Chris Hemsworth on that surfboard. And as someone who almost named their new dog, Chris Hemsworth, so that I could <laughs> snuggle with him every night, I really appreciated that. That might be the, the, like, okay, so you said you almost named your dog. Like, what did you name your dog instead of Chris Hemsworth? Because oh. that's the greatest dog name that's ever existed. Well, we also toyed with Jason Momoa. Okay, that's and, fair. And I was, I was actually pulling for Hercules Mulligan. <laughs> and I said that, I, my mom was like, you would never actually call the dog that whole name. And I was like, oh no, I'm pretty sure I would. And I I'm think pretty you sure would. I, would, I would say it that way. Exactly. Time. exactly. Um, and she was like, yeah, you're right. You probably would. But I got outvoted by the kids and we mm. named him Odin of Asgard because he can guard my... <laughs> That's so yes. great. So. That's so great. And actually, that's like a also props to your family because those are all really stellar names for <laughs> your dog. You. Thank oh you. my gosh. But yeah, yeah so I can hard. see now, like, yeah, putting Chris Hemsworth in that yeah, picture it, made it really a made a big difference. And now you remember, I do. now you'll remember more that building the right routines is more like surfing than skydiving because skydiving, yes. it's just like without a routine life is like skydiving where you're just in or out of the plane. It's just yeah. like everything's happening or nothing's happening. But yeah. routines are not like the destination themselves, but it's the buildup to get you where you want to go. It's like laying yes. on your stomach on the surfboard and like waiting for the wave and doing the thing. And it's a path to prepare you. But yeah, it's like, what a gift that we can just like imagine Chris Hemsworth's face as we're right? thinking about like our morning routine. You're welcome, everyone. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. And that's, those are the little nuances of this book that really make it special. <laughs> really appreciate them. Okay. So I, funny, well, 
Well, I love it when people start funny story and then the story's not funny. I hope this is funny, but it's very short. So when I was reading, <laughs> when I was reading the audiobook, so I mentioned, I mentioned James McAvoy in my book, I think three times, okay. um, which is not very many times. If well. you just know me in regular life, it is a lot of times <laughs> if you're reading a book, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I love him so much. He's my favorite. And my husband knows it's all fine. So <laughs> after I finished reading the whole book, there was a, um, my like audiobook director was, you know, in my ear on zoom. And at the end, um, someone had asked me like an interviewer or whatever had asked me if someone else read your audiobook, who would you want it to be? <laughs> and I was like, D my, and my first answer was like, Oh, I would want it to be Emily Blunt. Cause she's my favorite like oh, female yeah. in Hollywood. And also it would be sort of rad to hear my words like in, yeah. a, in her accent. <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited. And my director was like, I super said, thought you would say James McAvoy. Yeah, and I, Mackenzie, I like, I like felt my whole body crumble because I was like, if that man ever said my words, I don't know that I would be able to breathe again. <laughs> like, I don't think it would work. Like, it's just sometimes I just appreciate people that would name their dog Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> who understand that you couldn't have James McAvoy read your audiobook. Like, it's yes. it's all fine. We need to support each other. We do in these endeavors. It's good. We truly do. I I am. With you, sister, solidarity. Yes. <laughs> so good. But I also, I, I value that like right from the get-go as I was reading, I was like, oh, this is someone who's as blunt and straightforward as I am. And I so appreciate that. I don't come across it very often. And you, you say like, I go real deep, real fast. And I just, I love that about you. And that you admit to like being the mom who doesn't necessarily like to play with her kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's enough of us saying that. I agree. I yeah. agree. Here's what I think in response to that, because you're absolutely right that not a lot of people are saying that. And I do think on one hand, more people are, you know, I hear more yes. people saying that, but on the other, it's kind of like, I feel like a lot of us have um, almost like a filter on us when we hear other people talking, we'll say specifically about parenting, because that's a really s sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. We can beat ourselves up a lot over sure. how we take care of our kids and love our kids and all that. And I th think that there's something like, like keeping us from sort of receiving when other moms say something like, I don't, um, yeah, I don't like love playing with my kids. Because we are not allowing ourselves to be honest about how we feel mm -hmm. about certain things about parenting, we automatically shut those thoughts from others, those, those words from others, we completely shut them out as like, mm -hmm. how dare you? I can't believe you would yeah. say that. I can't believe she would say that. Really, when deep down, we are shaming ourselves for wanting to say it. Yes, and so I think that there's just this, like, it is such a gift that more people are starting to say just the honest truth about what it means to be a person and how we all are like good at some things and not good at some things and really care about some things and really don't care about other things. And sometimes yeah. those are in conflict when you're in conversation with a person, but we put, um, like on our own soul. Mm -hmm. I think we put so much morality on things like that. Like you're a bad mom if mm -hmm. you don't like playing with your kids. Yes. And that's yes. just not true. That's not true. So it's kind of like, it's not just what a gift to hear someone say, oh, you don't like playing with your kids. Oh, that's great. But to even go a level below that mm -hmm. down in your soul of like, but it's also okay if you do like it. Yeah. And it's okay if you don't like, there's no morality yes. there. We're yeah. all good at different things and care about different things. And it doesn't mean that I love my kids less because I'm like, go play with your dad. Please go play yeah. with your dad. Or yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll play with you, but can we play skip, skip bow instead of pretend? Cause I don't know yeah. how to do this. Like, I yeah. don't know what you want from me. Like yeah. that we can kind of, you know, that it's fun. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but there you go. Well, it's something I've been talking about on the podcast lately and with my community because I have really felt during all this COVID everything, like it has been very clarifying for me to realize like I enjoy being busy. 
I mm. thrive when I'm busy. I get more done. I feel like I connect with my kids better. Like there's all these things about having an active lifestyle that I realize work for me. And I feel like a few years ago, it was like everybody hustle. And then we've had this trend of like, no, everybody slow down, stop everything, smell the roses. That's what real life is. Like we've all needed to have this shutdown. And for me, I realized like, no, no, that doesn't work for me. I get depressed. I get frustrated. I get way less productive. And it's okay for me to acknowledge that I do better when I am busier. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. you even have that line in your book that you say, you have permission to let go, wonder, and go slow, or to desire, hustle, and power through. Like, we can have both. We can have it in different seasons. And different people are built differently. Some of my very best friends have realized, like, oh, it really has been so helpful for me to slow down. You know, and that's okay. There's room yeah. for both. Yeah, totally. Ladies, today I am so excited to be telling you about one of our newer sponsors to the podcast, and I'm extra excited because they're literally one of my favorite brands and have been for a long time. That's Thrive Cosmetics. I have been using and loving this brand for years now, and here's just a few reasons why they are so amazing. All of their products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients, and their clinically proven formulas not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. They're They're made without parabens, sulfates, phthalates. They're never tested on animals. They're actually Leaping Bunny and PETA certified, plus 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And then to go above and beyond even just their amazing formulations, which they have for both makeup and skincare, they are more than just a makeup brand. They have a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, such as women emerging from homelessness or surviving domestic abuse, or fighting cancer, and so many other ways that they are helping women to get a leg up in life. They have a ton of different holiday sets available this season, but right now I just want to tell you about a couple of my favorite products. You can actually see me on Instagram talking about a lot of the things that I love because I almost exclusively use Thrive products. I love them that much, but a couple of my absolute favorites are their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I literally don't use any other mascara ever because I love this mascara so much. It is a tubing mascara, so you don't get any clumping, smudging, or flaking. I can take a nap with it on and it's not going to smudge everywhere. I can cry with it on and I'm not going to have streaks down my face. It's truly an amazing, best-selling mascara for a reason. I also love their Brilliant Eye Brightener Sticks because it's the easiest way to do quick and beautiful eyeshadow. And as long as we're talking about the eyes, I also love their Defying Gravity Eye lifting cream. I use this every morning and every evening. It's like beauty sleep in a bottle. It just instantly lifts, tightens, and brightens the look of skin around your eyes while giving you line smoothing hydration. It's so good. I absolutely love this eye cream along with pretty much everything else they make. Their products are the best that I've used and I love their Bigger Than Beauty mission because it's inspiring and amazing what they're doing for women. I know that you are going to love them as much as I do, so visit thrivecosmetics.com slash live well for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash live well for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash live well. And if you didn't catch that link, you can also find it in my Instagram highlights. Thank you so much to Thrive Cosmetics for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. I love that. I I love that um, that you're naming that just for yourself, you know, and then obviously for other people, because that I mean, that is the the whole like foundation of all of the the work that I do. And here's the thing is I like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm just like, I'm just a person sharing what I have kind of learned and how I see the world. And there are definitely like a lot of really practical 
things that I put into the world in this book and my podcast. Mm -hmm. It's like tons of, I have a whole episode on just how to cook soup. So well, like, I really like practical literally things. changed my life. Well, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. That's why it's named Change yep. Chicken. But, but like underneath all of that, I think the gift of um, things that are that the gift of like hacks and practical stuff and systems and um, tips and whatever is when we can use those in support of what we have already named. Yes. If you don't name what matters underneath it all and around it all, we're just going to keep trying and being tired or giving up and still being tired because yes. we're not fulfilled because we're not yes. naming. So I just love that you've named that where it's like everyone, not everyone, that's not fair. A lot of people are saying how this time has been a gift because it's made them slow down. And when we hear people share truths about their own lives and like how it's changed them, how it's made them feel like better people and more whole people, we forget that the the circumstance is not what we need to apply to us. Like we just mm -hmm. assume that it's like, oh, well, I'm not feeling that way. What's wrong with me? Because yeah. we're in the same pandemic. We're, yeah. we're struggling with the yeah. same things. So like if she's really jazzed about slowing down, but I am not what's wrong with me. Because that's where mm -hmm. we automatically go is what's wrong with me? What am I doing yeah. wrong? And so um, I just love that you're naming that because now – like, what does that mean for you? Like, once you were able to actually name that for yourself, that that was the case, like, did you, what did you notice changed and how you thought about your day, how you approached your day, anything? Yeah, well, it made me realize like, okay, in order to move forward through the rest of this pandemic, like we have to put certain things into place to make our life function better. We need to be getting out of the house in some capacity every day, even if it's going to the park or doing whatever, like we need to have a point in our day where we are all getting it together and getting out of here and then coming back because it's putting those, those signposts in place that were a part of our life with school. You've, everybody's got to get up and get out of the house and, you know, that's a thing. It's having to impose that myself now mm, yeah. and not just letting everything kind of slip through our fingers. And so it's allowed me to structure our days differently, acknowledging that my family thrives better when we have more of a plan, more of and like outside pressure. Like if I make a plan to go do something, tell someone I'm going to be somewhere at some point, it's like that extra level of accountability that we need to get done what we need to get done. Yeah. I love that. And it makes me think of something else too, where, um, you know, you said for you personally, you function better if you are busy. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you said, we like as a family, we do better if we kind of get out of the house. And I think something that's really important, a really important distinction to put in there, because you said it so well, is that we have to pay attention as as moms and just as mm -hmm. people like whoever we're interacting with, whether it's kids or anyone, it doesn't matter. But like we have to sort of pay attention to what we need as individuals. And then how do how do those needs that we have specifically sort of impact kind of the greater collective that we're part of. Yeah. So for example, like my, um, I don't know that it's true that I do better when I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I think I do better when I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. And so even if I know like today we're home, like I can handle that. I, I can do that. Okay. Cause it's like, we're just home today. I'm going to read. Like, I don't mind. I love sitting around and reading. It's okay. If the kids are sort of bored, cause it's good for them to be bored sometimes. But like, if it's just one of those, like my husband is a little bit more the other way where he said, well, maybe we'll, we'll play it by ear. I don't play things by ear. Yeah. Like that's not my life. <laughs> yeah. That is not my life. And so yeah. it's kind of like, even just the kind of the, the, sometimes tension, but really just the nuance of like, how, how does what I need sort of impact what everyone else needs? Mm -hmm. Because really, if you are kind of like the, the engine, and as parents, we often are, we're sort of like the mood setters, or the yeah. vibe setters, or the, the pace setters, or the pace cars of everything yeah. for the family. And so I think that sometimes we tend to sacrifice what we need to serve everyone else in our home. Mm -hmm. Um, to the exclusion of our own needs, like almost completely sometimes. Yeah. And so I just think like, I have a son, my oldest son is um, very much in need of like 
constant stimulation to the point where it's like so exhausting. Um, But also I've seen the good for him in not being constantly stimulated. It's the whole thing of like when you're bored, you're creative and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to force him into that life like all day, every day, because that's not good for him either. Mm -hmm. But I also know that when we are like out and about, we're like, did everybody bring their mask? And, you know, just sort of like the stressors of going out and doing things and kind of being on like that rhythm of being busy. It makes me stressed out, which often makes me snappy at my Mm -hmm. kids, which kind of negates the whole thing of serving everyone else. And so it's, it's this very interesting, that's why, that's why like self-help books don't generally serve us for very long because if we're not paying attention to our own lives, we're just going to like, it's like we're putting on outfits that don't fit. We're using tools that don't work. We, We have to start paying attention and naming those things and so I just love that you're like, you're seeing that because it sounds already like, you know, that um, naming this thing has made an impact in y'all's lives. And it's going yeah. to continue to do that as school starts. And, you yeah. know, you just have to keep paying attention. And it's, it's such a good practice. It's not very sexy for like a podcast talk. And <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I want to give you like the five tips that are going to change your life. And my tips are like, yeah, you just have to pay attention to your life and make decisions every day. Like yeah. that's not very sexy, but it's also kind of what it is. That's sort of what life is. <laughs> you know you what? have to pay attention to your life and name what matters yes. and then make choices from that. Yeah. And I think it kind of is sexy because we are giving people the freedom (laughs) to lead their lives. And, you know, I have people who come to me all the time and they're like moms who just have young kids and they come to me and they're like, I'm trying to do what you're doing. It's like, hold on. That's silly. Why are you doing that? Like my oldest is 14. My youngest is five. I don't have toddlers anymore. I've been where you are, but my life doesn't look like that anymore. And so don't try to do what I'm doing. Like, let's take the the basis of what I'm saying and then make it work for your life, which is exactly what your book is doing. And I love that. And But I also, there's this part in your book that I was like, oh, sister, amen, because you say, I want to stop applauding chaos as the only indicator of vulnerability. And then like on the next page, you say, instead, invite people over when your house is dirty and when it's clean. Like, I love that you said that because we've, in the same way where we're all like, eh, not all, but you know what I mean? Like yes. everybody needs to slow down and that's the best thing. It's like, oh, you're only being real with people if you just show them the mess and the whatever. Yes. And, and that is such a thing because then it almost makes people feel guilty for getting it together. 100%. And it's not saying that our lives are together 100% of the time. I'm yeah. I'm never going to say that, but I also shouldn't feel bad when I do have it together. Right, right. Totally. I just, you know, it's funny, like in terms of the the book writing process. Um, I, the book that I wrote is not the book that I originally pitched. And, um, and I think that in some ways that what you just said, cause that's in the first chat. I mean, that's really early on. I feel like that's in the intro of the first chapter, um, is that idea of conflating order with being fake and vulnerability with things in chaos. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think when I started to kind of play around with this, cause I, I, I had this sort of that frustration kind of on the fringes of my mind. And then when I started to put words to it, it was just like, it was like the, um, it was like an animation of, uh, you know, like when you're watching like a, like a cartoon movie and they just sort of like speed up the building of a house where it's like, yeah. Oh, and then this is what happened. That's kind of what it felt like where it was like, Oh wait, this is really important. This is really important. Like it just kept building on itself as I started to name that. Because mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. When we see things, phrases like, and this is not a morality choice on these phrases, but when we see phrases like dirty here, don't care, yeah. or um, the struggle is real and the picture is a highly curated, let's be real though, <laughs> and styled, but it's a picture of like a messy bun, which messy buns take almost longer than a regular bun. <laughs> like messy right. buns really take a lot of work. And so it's just sort of like this, um, it's really difficult to sort of parse out like what is real and what is fake because you're saying that like, oh, my house is such a mess. So this is when you're allowed to come in. But like, what if I, 
what if I really like shiny counters? Like what if when clutter is put away, it makes me feel more hospitable, not because we're trying to perform, but because like, I feel more like myself when my stuff is put away, where do I fit? And so it feels like people who like order and that is truly who they are mm-hmm. kind of get lost. And then people who are, um, their lives are kind of like messy, but really they care about it not being as messy mm-hmm. um, and messy, not in the like clutter sense. It could be all the different things. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. just, um, it is such a message that I am so passionate about that, mm-hmm. that like we're all everything. Yes. Like we, if we, if we, if we're going to let someone into our home when it's dirty, it's okay to let it in when it's clean and the other way around. Cause otherwise we're just like, we're not walking into a room as whole people. We're like mm-hmm. compartmentalizing ourselves into like us and them dirty and clean. It's like an opposite book for kids, but for like <laughs> really anxious comparing moms, it's like, yes. that's not, that's not a life that we, any of us want to live in, yeah. but we keep, we keep doing it. It's yeah. just, it bumps me out, man. And you shouldn't have to feel guilty. Like you're going to offend someone if you cleaned your house. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. like when did that happen? <laughs> From June Cleaver to like, oh, now if somebody walks in and like you've recently vacuumed, then it's like, well, sure. You're just trying to throw that in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, isn't I'm it, just trying to have it together. Isn't it kind of like what we were saying before too, of, of the, that whole idea of like, um, the veil if you say like I'm not a mom who plays yeah really you you want you want to care about what you want to care about like you want to have the freedom to do that and if somebody does something that you see as valuable that you are unable to do Mm -hmm. then then you like question their motives yeah rather than just seeing it as information and an invitation to look at your own yes which I just wish we, I want us to all be in more of a practice of, of doing, mm-hmm. um, of culti- if, of cultivating. See what yeah. I did there? Yeah, I see. That was my <laughs> transition. <laughs> I have to bring you on as a co-host. There it is. <laughs> I have a lot of practice. Yes, you do. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I I just, I love that. I love what you've done with this. And I am I'm so curious because this book is, you know, really kind of coming out at the perfect time. I feel like I've seen this happen many times over the years of being a podcaster, but I feel like especially this year, there have been certain books that came out that were just like, oh, like God knew we needed that right Mm -hmm. now. Like Melanie Schenkel's new book on the bright side, like we needed to be able to look on the bright side. And Sophie Hudson's new book about stand all the way up. And she addresses these issues like so poignantly that, you know, two years ago or whatever, when she was writing, it would have never known that Mm -hmm. we were literally facing in our culture. And I feel like as a lot of us are heading back into fall and possibly having to, you know, be forced to homeschool our children and all of these things that aren't exactly how we would normally want to plan life to be, this is a really good guide to be able to pick up and take some of the pressure off you and figure out what really matters, which we're really needing to distill as more things are being put on us Yeah. heading into this fall. And I'm just wondering though, if, you know, now in light of everything that has happened, if there is like an addition that you would put on to the book. Of, do you have an amendment? Yes. Yeah. Do you have a lazy genius for COVID chapter that you would like to add? Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, the hardest chapter to write of all of them. And, and we haven't said this yet. The, the book is broken down into 13 principles mm-hmm. that you can apply to any situation, like literally any situation. And so what's so great is um, it's, I kind of call it like a Swiss army knife for life. So sometimes you need only one and that's enough. And sometimes you might need two or three together. And sometimes you're like, I need the whole knife. Like I need the whole thing. Um, We are camping here. Right. Right. And so um, I think that what, what I hoped would happen and I tested what happened um, as I was writing this book is like, is there a scenario that I could throw at these principles that it won't meet like that's something that won't stick and there wasn't anything 
I mean, I went through my entire like, and that's, I don't mean that as like a pat on the back, like Disney no. is amazing. I just yeah. mean like, it was, I, I wanted it. If I was going to make the claim that you could lazy genius anything mm-hmm. with the tools in this book, I wanted to make sure that was true. And yeah. so I gave them to like other people. I applied them to every topic I've ever talked about on the podcast. I have a hundred, almost 170 episodes. Like it's yeah. of just me. And so it's like a yeah. lot of content and, and the principles always worked because they've sort of been the through line of what I've been saying for a long time, but I had just never named them as such, like Mm -hmm. as these principles. So all that to say, I don't have an amendment. Ladies, I want to take a quick minute to tell you about a brand new company that I have been working with for about the last month now. I wanted to try out their products before I told you about them and really make sure that I love them. And I'm so excited to report that I do. This company is Patch Aid. It's a whole new way to be getting your supplements without having to take a bunch of pills that usually your system doesn't even really absorb all that well. When you use Patch Aid, you are able to put your supplements and vitamins right on your skin in a little patch to be able to be absorbed transdermally over an eight-hour period. So you get the effects for that entire eight-hour time. I compared a whole bunch of different patch brands when I was looking for one that would suit my needs, and Patch Aid by far exceeded all all of the other brands. They have the highest concentrations and doses in their patches out of any brand that I found. I am currently using their vitamin C, their D with K2 and magnesium, their omega-3s. I also am really liking their focus and clarity patch and their relax and unwind patch. It just helps me to take the edge off my day and to stay more focused throughout my day as I'm trying to get work done. These patches have been a game changer. I was trying to take so many pills and it was getting exhausting and I wasn't really staying on top of it, but I can just pop these patches on right after I get out of the shower in the morning, wear them all day, take them off in the evening when I take my bath. I absolutely love them and I love being able to use them on my kids because not all my kids are very good at taking pills and this is just one less thing I have to try to get in their system. I just slap a patch on their arm or their leg and they are good to go for the day, especially when we are fighting sicknesses and that sort of thing. When I can get an extra hit of vitamin C into them or vitamin D into them without them really having to do anything, it has been so, so helpful. So here's the deal. If you subscribe through my link, you can get an amazing discount up to 48% on a subscription for these patches every month. By the way, they're also the most economical brand that I have found out of any other patch on the market. Or if you just want to give them a try once and see how they work for you, you can use my code to get 30% off. So go to my link, patchaid.com slash MKK15, and you can either subscribe for that amazing 48% discount, or you can try them once for 30% off when you use my code MKK15 at checkout. I want to hear how much you guys love these, so let me know on Instagram because they have been a game changer patchaid.com slash mkk15. Okay. But I will say the chapter, there's one principle called live in your season. Mm -hmm. And it was the hardest chapter to write because living in your season in a difficult season where you don't Mm -hmm. really see an end, where um, you feel kind of guilty for wanting to get out of Mm -hmm. a season that maybe somebody else is wanting to get into. Um, You know, like, like we were saying before about having a kid in kindergarten and, oh, I'm so excited that like I get time and now they're all home, not just the kindergartner, but all of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's so hard. And yet, you know, there are people that we that we both know that are listening here that desperately want kids and would give anything yeah. to have their kindergartner home with them. And so there we feel guilty when we struggle through a season for a number of reasons. One of them being that we know that someone would actually gladly trade places with us. Yeah. Um, and there's no easy answer for living in your season. There just isn't. And so it was the hardest chapter to write because it was like, this is one of the most important foundational things because we try and cram another season into the shape of this one. Yeah, it's kind of like with summer when summer comes around a non COVID summer, um, especially but like when summer comes around, and we miss our routine so badly, and we 
create like sticker charts and color coded everything. And we're going to do that. We have circle time at 830 family. Yeah, Let's yeah. do this, you know, and, and for yeah. some people that really works. And for some, they're just trying to cram like fall and spring and routine into a season that doesn't receive routine quite the same way. Mm -hmm. Not that it doesn't at all, but not the same way. And so living in your season is like, the most nuanced thing there is, it can be the most tense, complicated relationship yeah. that we have, us with the season that we're in. And so specifically to your question, this is the most, I mean, fair to say, like the season of the most upheaval yeah. that I think any of us have experienced for this long. Mm -hmm. Um and I know and that worldwide, worldwide, exactly. And that I think that's why, right? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're all doing this. Like, I have a dear friend who lost her husband in April, Ugh. and so she is like, she's got two teenage kids, and it was sudden, and it was like, so she's having to navigate the worst time of her life in the worst time of our lives yes. in so many ways. And it's like, yeah. so even, I mean, there's just, so I'm not trying to like compare like, oh, if you have lost, if you've gone through a difficult time, this is worse. I don't mean that. I just mean like we are collectively yeah. going through something that we have no answers to. We have no mm -hmm. end in sight. This is <laughs> such a hard season to yeah. live in. Yeah, It's so hard. And, and so like, I think that's why when, um, people have started to read the lazy genius way and are like talking about it on Instagram and stuff like that. And the, the chapter, no other chapters are mentioned by name except for this one, except oh, for the winter season. Yeah. It's the one that keeps coming up where they're like, I will read this chapter over and over and over again, yeah. because I have to be reminded that this is a season and that seasons have things to teach us. We don't have to ignore the fact that they are so incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, it changes day to day. It's just, I think that we just are in more of like, um, like a more intimate relationship with mm -hmm. the season, with living yeah. in our season that we might've been in the past. Yeah. And so it's like, it's almost like a new, we're having to learn a new language almost of like, how do I live not just day to day? I mean, I sort of live from meal to meal, yeah. like from breakfast to snack, to lunch, to snack, to dinner, to like, based on like my kids and everyone in the house, it's like, mm -hmm. can we just get, can we just get through to snack time? Can yeah. we just get through to lunchtime? Can we like, that is how my life is right now. And, um, and I don't, I don't really like it. Yeah. I don't like living that way. I don't like having to be so daggum present with everyone yes. all the time and like pay attention to what the season is. I don't like it. Yeah. But it's helpful. You know, it's just, so that is like such a, I always say it's like, I've stole the word nothing burger from Knox McCoy of the podcast, but it's yeah. like the perfect word for this. It's such a nothing burger of an answer because it's not easy. Yeah. But this is not easy. Yeah. It's just not. It's just so hard, you guys. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> It's so it hard. Well, and it's it's different because it's not like any other season. Even if you haven't been through like pregnancy and new motherhood, other people have. And so you kind of have, you can learn from what they've done to sort of be prepared. This is something that's new to everybody. Exactly. And there's no, there's no cut and dry answers for no. how to deal with this. But like you said, with that chapter of your book, it is we do have to embrace it as a season yeah. and be able to, to live within it. So I think, like I said, before even all that, I think this is a terrific guidebook to get you through mm -hmm. and even live in this. But I think that was a really, really good answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a little bit of a transition, but what does a day typically look like for you and how is that different from what it was pre COVID? Yeah. Oh man. Well, we're home. We're home a lot. Um, we, we're, I live in North Carolina and okay. all of our playgrounds are still closed. Oh. Um, so like all the public places are still closed. You can go to parks and like walk and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you can only say, Hey kids, let's go on a nature walk. Like so many times yeah. before they're like, we we've already seen the Cardinals mom. Like yes. we got it. Like they're, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of no a more nature like, study. No, <laughs> they're over it. Yeah. Um, so in some ways our days are really day to day. I think the one consistency is that at the, every night my husband and I are like, all right, so what worked today? Mm -hmm. What did not work today? 
and what do you need tomorrow? Like, what do you need as an individual tomorrow? What do I need as an individual tomorrow? Are we seeing anything that the kids sort of need individually tomorrow? And then we kind of like make a general, like loose plan for the next day of even just like, we're making bacon for breakfast. That will start things off really well. Like it's so, so simple. Um, But that's the one thing that is consistent is that my husband and I have a conversation and it sounds very like we have an agenda, but it's just checking in. Like we yeah, just check in. It's important. And, um, and I think that anybody can do that. Like even just like, if it's just you living in yeah. your home and you like live alone, like to just check in, like what, what went well today? What filled me today? What made me super drained that I really would rather not do again if I don't have to, like it's that, that act of paying attention, um, really kind of affects things. But most of the time we're just, we're home. My kids go through like ups and downs where you just listen for like they're about to kill each other aren't they you know like you just have to catch them before they do um so you have one ear like train on the kids and one doing whatever else it is and um you know we're always like we're eating we're eating every meal at home and so there's always something to be chopped or mixed or whatever it is and um and then just trying to fit my own work into every day yeah. is really tricky because my husband also works and he's a school counselor. He's a, he's a school counselor at a middle school. Oh, wow. So he's like really like great and stuff. It's like, <laughs> like a saint. But, um, but he, right now he's got a few weeks off because it's the summer, which is really beautiful for me because it is like book, book launch season for me. Yeah. But it's like, it's just the strangest thing I hope this makes sense, Mackenzie. Every day feels exactly the same, Uh but every day feels completely different. Yes. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. And I can't figure out what it is, like what that means. But like, we live the same day every day. And yet I couldn't tell you what we did yesterday. And it's not the same as what we did today. It is. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of putting that. And I love that idea of checking in. It's, it's so good. Even like, like you were saying, just like for me, for myself to, to just intentionally make note of those things, I think can help it to at least not be quite as grueling as it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So what is some little way that you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life? Um, okay. I have been a like serial nail biter for my whole life. It's like a nervous, it's a nervous thing. And I, three months ago, maybe I discovered Olive and June nail polish. Yes. I paint my nails almost every day. I have gotten so many colors. Like I have turned into, like I used to use nails as something I don't care about. Like when people are like, so what matters and what doesn't? Like my lazy list is nails. Like I don't care. Oh, I do care now. I have cared. (laughs) I have all of a sudden turned into a person who cares about nails and I'm here for it. And so it's like, there is something, um, it's like very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It slows me down. It's so pretty because our colors are so pretty. I yep. really feel like they have lazy genius nails because they yeah. made the poppy. Like yes. the poppy thing is so great. All the colors, like pretty much you pick a color and it's going to mostly work. Like it's just, yeah. I, that, that's what it is, is I've been I, painting my nails and I love it so much. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? Like I occasionally painted my nails pre pandemic and I always felt like, Oh, it's that thing I can do where no matter if I'm still in my pajamas, I feel like almost pulled together because my nails are painted. Totally. But now for, I would say the last three, four solid months, my nails have not ever not been painted <laughs> like <laughs> I have just across the board like nope this is something I control it makes me feel pretty it makes me feel feminine and I can do it myself and I'm doing it totally totally it's it's like a magic it's kind of a magic thing and that's one of my favorite things about paying attention is if you can notice like one thing that really makes a big impact like that just keep yeah. doing that thing yes. and you don't have to keep searching for a ton of other things. So yes. I, that's a lovely question that you're asking people is like, cause cultivating is a practice. It yes. really isn't a one-time thing. Yeah. And so, but you don't have to cultivate 20 things in order yes. to feel the loveliness, just cultivate one thing that like 
has a good bang for its buck. And nail polish is one of those things right it now, apparently, for so both of us. Is. It so is. And one little thing I've been doing, like, it's again, it's cultivating. I do have to put like a little bit of effort into it, but really curating our playlists and what we're listening to right now. And like, we, we have been longtime Hamilton fans, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't dipped into Leslie Odom Jr.'s album, Mr. And so we started playing that and it has been so fun to watch even my kids because like they've known they've grown up with Hamilton but then when they got to see it it was a whole different thing and my oldest like he is a drummer and he's now looking at the show and music in general from the perspective of being a musician and so he's noticing all the little things and he's noticing in it it in Leslie Odom Jr.'s album, which is like very jazzy. And it is like the delight of my heart to see him process the music. And my other kids have favorite songs too, that I feel like are a little bit more highbrow than maybe just putting on the Jonas Brothers, which I have nothing against. And I (laughs) jammed out to (laughs) during pandemic, but it's just been so fun to like keep broadening, broadening our horizons with music and like letting it speak to us. And like, I'm a three on the Enneagram like Mm -hmm. to like stuff down those emotions and not deal with them. And so it has forced me to have to do that because music can kind of get you there. And even like sending songs to friends and then sending them back and like saying like, oh, I, I think of you when I hear this song. And that has been just like super powerful and helpful during a very emotionally charged time. If I had known that you loved playlists, we would have spent the entire conversation talking about them. I have an episode on my podcast about how to make the perfect playlist. Oh, I'm going to go find it. I am like, I'm an evangelist for playlists. Like playlists are game changers. And yes. like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% on this. And I will like, Okay, backstory now. I had gotten myself really caught up in just listening to podcasts for a while. And then like around Christmas this year, I was like, we need music again. And it's just been a game changer. Yep. Total game changer. Okay. We're going to speed through these stock questions so we can get you out of here. Are you ready? Can't wait. I'm so excited. Let's hit it. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Oh, candles. Hard. Love them. All right. Cloth napkins or paper? We do have cloth. Yeah. I mean, I do like paper, but yeah, cloth, I guess. Okay. City or country? City. All right. Paper or digital? Paper. Paper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Oh, man. The laziness in me wants to (laughs) just do it online, but I'd return so many daggum things. And so I think the store is probably probably the best bet. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? I listen to music every single time. It's always music at four o'clock. Yep. All right. And what is some of your favorite music to turn to? Penny and Sparrow is my favorite. Like, ever, ever, ever. And, like, I listen to music constantly. And that's not, I mean, that's not really true. But, like, kind of, like, in my head, like, always. Right now, I just started getting into Hamilton. And I'm very much obsessed. Like, one one is, once one sees and listens. Yeah. Um, But I am always listening. I mean, I listen to... I mean, I listen to pretty much everything. I listen to everything. So it's like music all the time. All right. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark. Sports or no sports? Oh, very much sports. I miss them with my whole heart. I okay. cry, like literally yes. cry tears sometimes. <laughs> I have friends who are like that as well. Okay. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I know. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Oh, um, I think be the, not watch the other one. Okay. Yeah. Cause if you watch and it goes bad, I'm like one of those people that like, I can feel it in my bones, like the awkwardness, like (laughs) deep in my bones. So I would rather like, if it's going to be awkward, I want to take responsibility for it. There you go. All righty then. I I see the one, I see the one coming out in you. Very very much, very much. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Sense and Sensibility. 
Okay, good one. All right. Last question, if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where would you be on the spectrum? Oh man. Well, my legs are usually unshaven. So it feels <laughs> like, but uh, if you take that part off it, I mean, I'm like maybe a three. I would not say I'm super crunchy. I like convenience too much, I think, to be like super crunchy, but I do care about the environment. Three and a half. All right. (laughs) We'll take it. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kendra. It was so much fun. Oh, it was so fun. Thanks for having me. Yes. And best of luck with getting this amazing book out into the world. Thank you. Your words are so kind. I appreciate it. Absolutely. you guys that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for joining me i appreciate each and every one of you who listens to the show and shares it and tells your friends about it and subscribes it really makes a difference for my little family it helps us to keep the lights on around here and i really appreciate each and every one of you and i love to hear your feedback if you have any thoughts or opinions about what you would like to hear on the show let me know get a hold of me at mckenzie coppa on instagram you can also subscribe to my newsletter called Well Anyway, you can go to mckenziecoppa.substack.com to find that newsletter. It's completely free to subscribe and it's a great way to be able to communicate with other people in the Live Well Anyway community and with me. You can leave comments right to that. You can just respond right to the newsletter or you can go to the newsletter on Substack and be able to talk with everybody else. It's just a great space for us all to be connecting together about the ways that we are living well anyway. You can find the show notes for this episode at mackenziecoppa.com. You just click on podcast. And also, if you do any of your holiday shopping, because believe it or not, a lot of us are starting to think about that, then if you shop through the link mackenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, you can see all of my suggestions and you can also kick a little bit of love back my way because they send me a little commission, but it won't cost you an extra dime. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, go be bold and gracious.